epidemic, the thing you can heal uh, that will mean that you can't be infected, a, a blocker, an inhaled blocker. We also need to fix the three problems with vaccines. The current vaccines are not infection blocking. Uh, they're not broad. So when new variants come up, you lose protection. And they have very short duration, uh, particularly in the people who matter, which are old people. And every one of those things is, is fixable. Uh, in fact, doing that work is going to help vaccinology. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. It's great to be with you. The intro by none other than your favorite virologist, your people's doctor, the savior of humanity, the figure we should all praise, Bill, the vaccinology professor, Gates. All right. So soon he's going to have you huff and paint telling you it's going to protect you. And since we're not on YouTube, we are not filtered. But that was a trick. Because you know, if you've, if you've been listening to this podcast, that we're never filtered. We refuse to self-censor. We think censorship is bad for society. We do not roll like that. We are passionate about freedom of speech. We think everybody deserves a platform. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Put the truth out there and let the people, you, decide what you want to take in, what you believe is true, and use your God-given critical thinking skills that fear took over for a short period of time, but now you have it back and you're ready to roll with the punches, whatever that means, but roll with them. All right, so while Bill Gates is fixing your your DNA or your, your mRNA to fix your DNA to transcribe stuff into your body, that's fantastic. But got exciting stuff. We're going to have an amazing guest coming on soon. And it has to do with the topic du jour today. And that's Dr. Andrew Huff. He's going to come on. Uh, he wrote the book, The Truth About Wuhan. He worked with Eco worked for Eco Health Alliance for Peter Daszak. He knows all the inside baseball. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable with this guy. He is blowing the whistle off of whistleblowers. Okay. And he actually has one of the best takes of something that's going on. So if you haven't noticed, there's something like a um, manufactured food shortage that we talked about on this podcast last year back in June. In fact, fun fact, that I would play clips on, on TikTok, okay? And I played a clip from that podcast episode saying there's going to be a mass famine in 2023 or 2024. Mass famine. And I posted that in like June 2022. And I stopped posting on TikTok. And then... That was June. Come August, I get an alert that my post violated terms and conditions and was taken down. And I go and look at the post that was taken down. It was the one that said, we are going to have a mass famine. China took that down. They took that clip down like they know something. And we have seen, and you can go back. Uh, you could. It's probably literally 100 episodes ago. It's crazy to even say that. But I talked about the weird food processing centers that are blowing up planes are going into them all over the world but like in the u.s well over a hundred well documented and i'm like this is crazy like people are attacking our food supply like what's going on and not only that bill gates is like the largest private farmland owner and you think he really cares about your health he looks like a chub nut like an unhealthy animal with tits and just looks terrible shout out novak Djokovic for winning in front of bill gates's face unvaxxed and fucking champion of tennis right in front of Bill, the messenger RNA gates. And it was just a beautiful sight to see. It was awesome. Very, very happy for him. 
So want to get back to this. So Bill Gates is the biggest private farmland owner, okay, in the United States. He owns like hundreds of thousands. Is he doing that to raise cattle? Is he doing that to lay eggs and give it give it to you in an organic way? Is he into regenerative farming or no? Is he into poisoning your ass and killing you off and hate your guts? What is it? What do you think it is? I think we have shown insurmountable evidence that he is not your friend, but maybe he is, and maybe you are friends with him. And we are more than, Bill, if you get this, We'd love to have you on the Jonathan Cogan show to settle the score. We don't want to say bad things about people that are untrue. So if you'd like to come on, or if you know Bill, he is more than welcome to have this platform whenever he wants for fair, honest, real, unfunded, meaning he cannot pay us off questions. We're going to ask tough questions, okay? Like, how was it going to Epstein Island like 47 times? Which time did you think that maybe you shouldn't go back? Was it the 34th? The 23rd, the 46th, which one? Was it none? I don't know. Ask the children. Okay. So Dr. Andrew Huff knows a lot about the truth about Wuhan. He, This guy, he's really in the deep intelligence state, and he's whistleblowing. Again, he is like a referee on the 50-yard line, and you're in a different stadium, and you can hear that whistle going off. That is how massive this is. Massive. So there's an egg shortage. And people are paying through the roof for these eggs. In fact, I saw a video that showed at Walmart. Well, I saw two things. One at Walmart, there was like $14.99 for a carton of eggs. Another one, you know, like when you go to like Best Buy, or at least when you used to, to get one of the electronics out of like the store, it's like wrapped in like a sensor, like a met, like, you know, they need to disable and cut off the thing that will just go. They have that around egg cartons. It's unbelievable. It's like a joke, but it's crazy. It's 2023 eggs. Well, in Connecticut, was it the third largest producer? I think it's the third largest producer of eggs. Over 100,000 chickens. And actually, Tucker Carlson call, uh, uh, covered this, I believe, today, which is very impressive. Um, that all of a sudden, it went up in smoke, fire out of nowhere. It took like four different fire departments to put it out. So egg shortage and then the third largest factory for egg production catches on fire. Like, what? Really? Are these the craziest coincidences of all time? Of course they aren't, but they think you're stupid, okay? But you're not stupid, and that's why you listen to John the Kogan Show. So, first of all, please subscribe to John the Kogan Show wherever you listen. You can watch it on Twitter, at KOGZ. You can donate, patreon.com forward slash ownership economy to keep this going, to keep the production level high, the truth high, the spirits high, and give back to humanity. Show some love. And uh, wherever you get your podcast, just subscribe. And now let's get into it. So I'm going to play a video from Dr. Andrew Huff where he talks about what's going on with these with these food processing plants. But I just want to get into a little bit of this article here, okay? In fact, if you're watching this, obviously not on censorship-prone YouTube, but on Rumble, please subscribe to the Rumble channel. We want to take that to the moon. That We really we believe in Rumble. We believe in Rumble. So here we go. So whistleblower reveals what is behind the mass attacks on U.S. food facilities. In the United States, dozens of food processing plants suspiciously caught fire over the past year. Remarkably, no one was present at the time of the fires. The EcoHealth Alliance whistleblower, bioterrorism expert, military veteran, and scientist, Dr. Andrew Huff, has a possible explanation for the food supply fires. He has access to government information about simulating a food supply attack. The information comes from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Food and Agriculture Sector Criticality Assessment Tool, also called FASCAT. This also includes which places are particularly at risk. And according to Huff, which I'll play here in a second, 
who authorities they've harassed him since he's a big time whistleblower. Okay, that the U.S. government uh, that he's harassed since the U.S. government. But in addition, something remarkable happened: the hard disk with the FastCat data has disappeared. And since that disappeared in 2019, there have been 200 food factory attacks around the world, most of them in the U.S. Let me just play. Let me just get right into this and play this video. I mean, this is remarkable. He's just he so far his credibility is unbelievable. He's been right about everything. So let's just hear him out about this, okay? I mean, let's just hear the man out. I don't know what else to say, right? So shout out um, on the absolute truth as well. That's where this clip is from with Emerald Robinson. So need to give her a shout out. And let's uh, let's play this clip here. All right, again, Dr. Andrew Huff on what's going on with these food processing plants that mysteriously, and again, if you really want a good episode on this, I did a podcast, go through the library like a hundred ago talking about the food shortages. I got like two or three really good episodes, like really must. Anything that says food in the title or something, go back and listen to those. Those are like, I think some of the most important episodes that I've ever done. I really believe that. All right, here we go. Here's a, here's a few minute clip. Here we go. I actually published in all this work. So if you were to go look at Google Scholar and type in F-A-S-C-A-T, FASCAT, um, a few articles would pop up. And the United States government, with all the different state governments, analyzed probably, uh, you know, 70, 80 percent of the United States food and agriculture systems. That includes the facilities, the transportation, uh, the retail distribution, uh, even all the way down to restaurants. So I had all these data. And after I left and uh, completed my PhD at the University of Minnesota, I went on to uh, San Diego National Laboratories, where a portion of, a portion of my portfolio of work was actually analyzing these data and then further developing models and simulations to test attacks through the system. So really what this, these data were and these models and analysis that I was working on was a roadmap to attack uh, critical infrastructures in the United States. You could even get into power, electricity, uh, other critical dependent systems or interdependent systems. So um, fast forward to 2019, when I start being harassed by the, the U.S. government and the Michigan State Police, the hard drive containing these data go missing. Then fast forward a, a year or two into this mess, and there's been a number of attacks. I think globally there's been probably, I think, like roughly around 200 attacks. I'd have to go check. Uh, I, in the United States domestically, I think there's been somewhere between 130 to 150 attacks now. And I actually analyzed the attacks against the most critical systems in my data in this data set that I had a backup of it and it it's a it's a perfect match I mean it, it you run something called a t-test on this to make a comparison and it's it had a t-score of I think I think 100,000 or 200,000 something ridiculous that I had never seen something so predictive or a, such a strong correlation in my life and I immediately reported this to the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI. And this is while the harassment was going on that I was experiencing, all the crimes that the government was uh, committing against me. I never received a response back, if you can believe that. The coincidences are just uncanny, right? Like you said, statistically, that would just be impossible. Also, with so many attacks, by now, wouldn't the government have found who it was if there was an effort to do so? And if you would it's think not, so, if they loved you, like you thought they you know, did the past couple of years, I, I don't even don't know how you. to put it. I, I, would they not have found the perpetrator if it was outside 
of you know some coordinated anima- uh, entity? I don't know. It's hard to say. So in, in these types, when you're dealing with this level of sophistication attack, so first of all, there were only two people uh, in the world that had, quote unquote, the keys to de-identify the data. I was one of them and my mentor, uh, Colonel John Hoffman, who still works with the Department of Homeland Security, uh, he, he's semi-retired, he had the other set of keys. So the, the these, these keys and the data could have been intercepted in communications when we shared them back and forth. Uh, via different government systems and non-government systems. These data weren't classified because they were developed in academia. Uh, but if these would have been been developed purely in uh, by the government, this, this would have been classified as top secret without a doubt. But because academics did the work, it wasn't, wasn't classified. Now, so who, who could do this? Well, you know, it could be an inside job. You, you could always say it's a false flag from someone like the CIA. I, I don't believe that. I don't want to believe that. Um, my belief is that a state-sponsored actor or a group of uh, people like the World Economic Foundation have got a hold of these data, and they could be working with a, a number of groups that are aligned against the United States to attack our infrastructure. Uh, it's actually fairly easy to attack the, the food and agriculture supply. And this has been our concern um, for decades now with, with food and agriculture. As you can see, you know they, they don't have the guns, gates, and guards type of security. Uh, you can easily walk into food facilities, unfortunately. Um, security has improved, the physical security has improved in a number of these facilities, um, but you can also attack these facilities through cyber attacks, and that's one of the big concerns that they're working on right now. So I know for a fact that the FBI has tried to investigate uh, some of these uh, different terrorist, uh, well, I say, I think they're terrorist attacks, but some of these attacks, and I know that uh, the food industry has been trying to investigate that. And they're not going anywhere. And if one food facility burnt down, you could say, well, that was just, you know, random. If it was 10, you could say that was random too. But the highly targeted nature of these food facilities and how they correlate with these data that were stolen, this is obviously someone who is well-resourced doing this, someone who knows what they're doing. They could have generated the assessment or the analysis on their own independently. I think that'd be very difficult and highly unlikely. Um, So there's definitely a, a... state-sponsored actor or a group of well-sponsored individuals who are doing this. Uh, So uh, it seems to me, okay, it just seems to me as a peasant from the outside looking in that too many things are going on these past few years that seem perfectly coordinated, perfectly. It almost seems like everything that we're told someone else is, is what that person or people are like, um, for example, like, this is crazy. I'm an apolitical person. It just seems like they're like, oh, you know, like I, Trump was a Russian agent, but someone has him on the inside. And now things are showing like perfect coordination that like someone's on the inside that doesn't like our country. And listen, we're just pro human on this podcast. We are pro feeding every human alive. No, we're anti starvation. Okay. And it seems like whoever, it seems like there's too many things that are perfectly coordinated from all of a sudden when 2019 occurred and there's like this virus going around like crazy, everything's sabotaging itself. seems like the economy's on its last leg here. It's going to be a massive depression or recession or depression. could be really bad. Who knows? seems like everybody's massive, massive layoffs. People are losing their jobs, especially starting with the tech sector. But then when we really hit a downturn, you're going to have millions of people lose their job. And now we have food supplies and there's egg shortages. And then right when we know of egg shortages, 
like the second largest facility that produces eggs all of a sudden just goes down in flames. What? What? You can't tell me that all of this stuff is quince. You can't tell me that over, you can't tell me 200 food processing facilities across the world, which we've covered on this podcast extensively. I, again, I can't recommend it enough. Go back, find the titles with food in it or something like that in my podcast history, a hundred or plus ago and listen to those. Cause David Debine has really good takes on that. Really, really good stuff. It seems to be the perfect alignment of attacks like Henry Kissinger said, which he said is you control the food, you control the people. Did I lose you for a second? I might have. I apologize for that. But what I was getting to is the Henry Kissinger about the first part about it is just controlling the food, right? He has a famous quote, and I've said it many, many times. And it just seems like this is the one at play here, okay? Who controls the food supply controls the people. Who controls the energy can control continents, and who controls money can control the world. So food supplies are getting wiped out, okay? That controls the people. We know energy is clearly weaponized, and all we hear about is their energy is being weaponized under the guise of climate change. That's what's occurring right now. And listen, we're pro-Earth. We just see something being weaponized. And then money is CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, which is like the home run for the elites to take over our lives forever. And then you have a feudal system. You can't fight back. And we're peasants forever. Not peasants, actually. Peasants is okay. We're slaves, okay? We're stuck in the matrix. And worst of all, we know we're in the matrix and we can't get out. That is terrifying okay that's terrifying all right it truly is and we're trying to prevent that from happening but as you can see we got i just how else do you explain all these food factories going up in flames these food processing plants and then the shortages are starting and people are saying that people in africa are starving because of the russian ukraine war well yeah but is that part of what these people want and who are these people exactly is this food is this food processing plant attacks all over the united states is it an inside job or does someone has someone infiltrated just like klaus schwab said klaus schwab said on camera which i'm sure you've heard and if you haven't he literally says in your face on camera which you can go youtube he goes we penetrate the cabinets and, and he talks about how Canada with Prime Minister Trudeau, the young global leader, and we penetrate half, no, more than a half of his cabinet, saying he penetrated Canada's cabinet. And what is one of the key things you have to do if you want a full-blown tyranny? You must take the guns from the people. That's the last hope the peasants have to have any sort of say in a tyrannical government, okay? Listen, I've never even held a gun. I'm not a gun guy. But... I found out the past two years, three years, that guns are awfully important for the peasants. Awfully important. I totally understand now, and now I'm all about that Second Amendment. That makes perfect sense. And what did Canada do a few months ago? They banned all guns. That is that is Fidel Castro-esque. Okay, that's Hugo Chavez. That's Mao. That's what they do. They take the guns. The last thing, Australia gave up their guns, right? Canada gave up their guns. The last beacon of hope on this hill of freedom happens to be the United States of America. And what do you see them going hardcore after? Because they know with this massive plan, they know you take the food, control the food, control the people, 
get the central bank digital currencies, but you must take the guns. You're going to see hardcore, hardcore. The last thing they have to do in the United States of America is take the guns. You're probably going to see mass shootings. You're probably going to see another school shooting. You're going to see horrible stuff go on because they must take the guns. They, they're, they've already decided to roll out this massive plan where they're trying to take over all these countries. So what are they going to do? They're not going to, they're already in the plan. We are literally in the plan. We're in it. <laughs> we are in it. All right. So they're not going to back now. So don't be surprised if you see like a mass school shooting or some massive thing where people are like, we got to take the guns. We got to take the guns. Too dangerous. Too dangerous because they need it. They need it because you can't listen. Sure. Can the people really fight back like the army? But listen, the army's not going to attack the people because like those are their families and stuff, but it protects from tyranny of outside the borders. So if someone has penetrated the cabinets, we are able to defend our liberty. Okay. Very, very important from like another country, not invading necessarily, but fifth generation warfare invading like we're experiencing now. It almost feels like it just feels like China's attack. It just feels like an attack. I don't know how else to say it. it just feels like an attack. I could be wrong. All right. So, um, that's Dr. Andrew Hoff. Hopefully he'll be on the podcast soon. I'll give you an update on that later, but, uh, this is all happening. It's all happening in real time and we must band together. I told you. You're going to see a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to pull us apart, whether it's race, whether it's anything. Okay. The truth is we are all on the same team. Okay. It is essentially a class war. It's peasants and it's the ultra elite, the people who run the world right now. And we are going from peak centralization into a very decentralized world, more commute, get involved locally. Get close with your family, with your friends, people in your neighborhood, and we're going to bound together. We are going to get closer together, and we're going to stand up for our neighbor. We're not going to fight our neighbor. We're going to stand up for our neighbor, okay? We're not going to hate Joey down the street. We're not going to hate Sandra uh, in the other development, okay? We're going to love that. No matter how much they suck as a human, we're going to love them, and we're not going to let them starve. And anyone who is pro-starvation and anti-human, this podcast isn't for you. This podcast isn't for you, which is why I invited Bill Gates to come on so we can clarify things, but he would never listen to this podcast because he's anti-human, okay? And this is a pro-human, we will never waver, pro-freedom, pro-human podcast. That's it. Very simple. Very, very simple. So again, subscribe to Jonathan Kogan Show wherever you get your podcast. If you're watching on Rumble, you can also watch on Twitter at Kogs, K-O-G-Z, and you know... I'm going to get into some live. I want to start doing some live questions. I also want to do some live shows. We got a lot of stuff in the works. This, by the way, we hit a new, we got a new badge on the, uh, on the podcast, uh, app. So I use transistor. I know, by the way, if you're on Spotify and used to watch the videos, tell me if you want those back and I'll switch back to anchor, but just got a new badge. Like he's like, Oh, you know, X amount of downloads, blah, blah, blah. The new badge that we just got 100 countries. Listen to this podcast. How many countries are there in the world? Like 181 or something? There's not that many. There's definitely under 200. Over 100 countries are part of this apolitical, pro-freedom, pro-human podcast. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. It's nuts. One dude on a mic with a green screen that is still green in the background, like literally defeats the entire purpose of the green screen, but it's still cool. Getting less new in so many countries. I almost want to rattle them off because it makes me so excited. It makes me so excited. That's amazing. Like, 
We're making it. We are coming back. People are hungry for the truth. People are hungry for world peace. People are hungry for pro-human stuff. They're sick of the anti-human rhetoric that we're this like disease infecting the earth. No, 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 no. Not only are we pro-earth, but we are so pro-human that by extension, we have to be pro-earth because we live on earth. Okay. That's how much we love humanity that we would never let earth go to shit because we love humans and we live here. Hence our home has to be clean. Okay. That's why we got the Amish. No offense. We love the Amish. The Amish need, here's the thing the Amish got. They never got into the whole centralized system. They have it right. We need to take notes from the Amish, okay? And they literally are keeping our earth clean. And if more of us can replicate that lifestyle in a more modern era, like you can still use your phones, you know, you don't have to go crazy hardcore Amish, but like local meals, like you eat with like all the people, you have like your own farms, your own food, you build your own stuff. That's the type of mentality we need to have in this new era. It's very weird, very strange to say that in a world where everything goes through like three food processing companies. Trust me, you don't want that because if someone wants to put like shit in your food, plastics, and shrink your taint in between your ass and your balls and make it smaller and smaller and smaller until they're touching, then eat, keep eating, can then keep eating centralized food. But no, if you want to hold on to your humanitarian traits that your ancestors had, like strong men and then very in-shape women, hunter-gatherers, and, you know, very healthy people, and just extend life because now we have shelter and we got air conditioning and we got all this heat, all this stuff, then listen to the Jonathan Kogan show. And we will promote that. We will integrate with the Amish. We will integrate with people in Antigua, in Albania, in Saudi Arabia, in Italy, in the United States, in Mexico, everywhere, everywhere. And whether it's Rumble, whether it's a podcast, whether it's pro-censorship YouTube, which we're anti-censorship, but they're pro-censorship, but we don't care because we need to, we need to reach everybody in the world. Okay. And sometimes to reach everybody in the world, you must put your content on platforms that you don't agree with their values, but you have a chance of catching that one person in Brazil that happened to be on there and is like, Oh my God, I want to learn English. And they find the Jonathan Cogan show. They go, Oh my God, not only do I want to learn English, but I'm so hungry for the truth. So I must subscribe. And then they share it with Pablo and Tedros and blah, blah, blah. And then the whole family gets involved. You understand? It's a contagion effect. Like Bill Gates's next disease, catastrophic contagion, same idea, but instead of a virus, it's a podcast. Understand? Understand. So trying to have more guests. Um, I know Dave was a big fan favorite. I've heard that from a lot of people actually. And the fact that we got a hundred countries, by the way, if you are not in the United States of America and you're listening, this podcast in the transmission, share with one friend who is pro-human or no share with a friend who's anti-human. Who's like, yeah, we should exterminate half the species to shave the climate. What are you out of your mind? What do you, why don't you volunteer first? Okay. If you're a depopulation agenda kind of person, volunteer yourself, asshole. Like what? Are you kidding me? It's insane. It's insane. You can't say that humans are like infected diseases, infecting the earth and say, we need to have less people on the earth and not volunteer yourself first. That is disgusting. Okay. And yes, there is a whole good versus evil aspect going on here. 
But evil is always temporary. Good always prevails. Telling the truth prevails. Coming together as humans prevail. We can either enter the next best era that humans have ever seen in the history of humanity, more free than ever, meaning like the literal monetary system isn't tied to centralized sources like the central banks and the rich families that really run shit, but instead are decentralized, perhaps Bitcoin. I don't know, not promoting anything, just something I think is going to free humanity. In my opinion, it just looks very obvious. Like it's the last leg that's going to really free humanity once and for all because the whole thing is rigged. The whole thing is rigged. It's almost like that debate when that got Trump on the platform and, and Dave Chappelle talked about this on a Saturday Night Live skit. And he's like, well, I know why people like Trump. Like, like what happened on that first debate? I guess it was like Hillary or Barack or yeah, like Hillary over there. And he's like, the whole system is rigged. And the moderator's like, what do you mean, Mr. Trump? If you say the whole system is rigged, do you have any evidence? And he goes, yeah, I have evidence that the whole system is rigged because I use it. <laughs> and Chappelle said, that's the day a star is born. But we're not political on this podcast. We just point out whether it's Republican, whether it's Democrat, whether it's independent, we don't care. We cannot affiliate with politics. We are apolitical through and through. But we still call out funny stuff on every side. People get so sensitive. You got to like be a partisan hack these days and say, oh, my God, everything the Democrats do is amazing. Everything the Republicans do is, is amazing. If you really are one of those people, you're fucking out of your mind. Okay. You're out of your skull. Okay. Both sides are not only equally fucked up, they are completely fucked up. They told the whole thing is messed up. Okay. The whole system, just like he said, the whole system is rigged. The whole system is rigged, but it's also fucked like straight up. Okay. And we need to revamp it. We need to revamp it. Okay. We need to build together. We need something different. Things aren't, ha let me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If the CDC told you to do anything, if they told you that apples were good for you and you should eat apples, would you start eating apples or would you start thinking there's poison in the apple or like worms? Exactly. We need different institutions, either rebuild them, but it looks like that ain't happening or different people. And we need people that care about humanity. We need more people that are pro human like this podcast. And like you as a listener, like us, this community could thrive. We can literally lift up humanity, not Hannity. Sean, could you imagine? Oh my God. No, humanity we can lift up humanity together with a podcast like this because we can connect you can bring someone else in maybe you've already shared this and now you got two people listening maybe your whole family watches this at dinner time maybe you listen to it on your commute to work meaning like from your bed to the kitchen table nowadays or maybe you don't work like half the country or half the world who knows who knows the point is are you receiving the truth are you absorbing the truth and are you giving the truth a chance because people have never been hungrier for the truth. And I know that directly from knowing how successful this podcast was this past week. This month is the most popular month ever for this podcast. Last week was the most popular week ever for this podcast. People are hungry. They realize we've been duped. And again, again, that's okay. We all get duped. It's what do you do about it? It's, it's like that Muhammad Ali thing. Like, it's not about getting knocked down. It's about getting back up, baby. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like getting back up. And what are you going to do with the information? Are you going to share it? Are you going to get more people in our community? Or are you going to still worship Bill Gates? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Or Melinda Gates. Whoa, abortion. Okay. All right, everybody. That's all I got today. Please do some research on the food, the food supply, the, um, the food processing plants. 
please learn what's going on. Please go back and listen to those previous podcasts I did on food. Very, very important. Uh, please pay attention here. We're getting attacked from all angles. We must share the truth. And um, subscribe to the Jonathan Cogan Show on Rumble, on YouTube if you want, and wherever you get your podcasts. I love you. Have an amazing day, an amazing night. Wherever you are in this world, if no one told you today, I love you and you deserve to be here. Straight up. Point blank zero. You deserve to be here. And I'm so happy to have you part of this community. I truly do mean that. And I hope you share this with somebody. Maybe you'll go to patreon.com forward slash ownership economy and donate $5.99. Maybe you won't. But as long as you listen and as long as you stick with this community, I love you. And guess what? If you stop listening and you leave the community, I still love you. That's how we roll here. Pro-human forever. I love you. Take care. Bye.